This is Jody Avergan, host of Ask Roulette, the conversation series in which strangers ask each other questions live on stage. If you could live in any movie universe, which would it be? Um, one where I spend the rest of my life traveling around the world, living in interesting places. Eat, pray, love. <laughs> you come with a question you want to ask a stranger and get randomly paired on stage. You can't ask your question, though, until you've answered a question from a stranger first. You're listening to an excerpt from a recent show at Housing Works Bookstore in Lower Manhattan, where we have live shows every other month. The podcast is every other Tuesday. But our next live show is actually in Washington, D.C. Eli Bolin and I are coming back to Politics and Prose on Saturday, April 12th, with Clinton Yates of The Washington Post, John Dickerson of Slate, and NPR White House correspondent Tamara Keith. It should be really fun, so if you know anyone in D.C., tell them about that show on April 12th. And there's lots more information about all of our shows at askroulette.net, pictures and other stuff on facebook.com slash askroulette, and on Twitter, at askroulette. We're tweeting some of our favorite questions from recent shows, such as, what's the most interesting thing in your wallet right now? So think about that while we get on with this week's podcast. Here we go. We're off to Housing Works Bookstore in Lower Manhattan. So obviously there's no one on stage right now, so we're just going to call someone up. Number 473. 473. There he is. It's that guy. You can sit wherever you want. He's our very first guest on the show, baby. Your name is? Spencer. Spencer. Obviously, there's no one on stage with you, so to get things going, I'm going to ask you the first question. Spencer, um, we'll ask the very first question ever asked at Ask Roulette, which is, how do you get your hair to do that? I wake up in the morning. All right. Spencer, are you ready to ask a stranger a question? Definitely. Please close your eyes. Number 379. Three, seven, nine, right here. Come on, three, seven, nine, three, seven, nine. Come on, do the stage. Come on, come on, falling in love. Spencer, you can open your eyes. Your name is? Uh, my name is Toodle. Yeah, that's a good name. Uh, Toodle, say hello to Spencer. Spencer, say hello to Toodle. What's up, man? Toodle, do. Yeah. How many times today has that happened? At least three or four. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Spencer, ask your question. What are you addicted to and you can't say of food? What am, I, what am I addicted to? I would say I'm addicted to trying new things. Um, I love trying new things. I feel like it's the trick of uh, you know, feeling young. So probably the bad side of that is living social. I, I donate a lot of my money to living social. I try new things. Weird things. What's the last weird thing you did on living social? Um, I learned how to fly a plane. A real plane? Yeah. It's really easy. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> they just give it to you. They're like, hey, you know, hop in a plane. Do what I do. And next thing you know, you're in there. It's great. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, are you, like, certified now? No, 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 no. You have to do that for, like, I think... Right. Solid 60 hours. Cool. All right, Spencer, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, Spencer, for the love that you gave us. 
Judo, please close your eyes. Number 230. Come on up. Two, three, zero. Two, three. There she is. Toodle, you can open your eyes. Your name is? Julie. Julie, say hello to Toodle. Toodle, say hello to Julie. Hi. Hey, Julie. And Toodle, ask your question. What is your favorite childhood memory? Um, I was a little bit of a reserved and shy child. But when I was a kid, there was this girl that lived across the street from my family. And she, would, she and her older brother would make fun of my older sister and I all weekend long. They claimed that I didn't know the alphabet. I was <laughs> adamant that I did. <laughs> um, and at one point when I was about, I don't know, maybe six, I had had enough. And <laughs> I decided to go out... Um, to the backyard, mixed up some really good dirt by the side of the house, got a pot, <laughs> uh, threw some, you know, the best leaves and onion grass. This is like full suburban childhood. Uh, threw some, you know, all the best, like, gross stuff I could find into the pot, mixed it up so it was good and wet, and the next time she came around, I just chucked the entire <laughs> pot <laughs> of dirt right at her. I have to say, for a kid who, like, you know, was otherwise pretty, pretty go with the flow and had taken so many, you know, so much criticism that I didn't know my ABCs. It was one of my crowning joys. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Uh, toodle, thank you very much. <laughs> Toodaloo, toodle, toodaloo to you, toodaloo. Of how much work went into it, and then you just threw it. I, like I thought you were going to bake like a fake pie or something, and you just oh chucked no. it. Uh, okay. Totally Julie, please close your eyes. Number 757. 757. That guy's. It's him. Seven, there five, he is. Julie, uh, open your eyes. They're already open. That's fine. Your name is. Alex. Alex, say hello to Julie. Julie, say hello to Alex. Hello, Julie. Hey, Alex. And Julie, ask your question. Um, I believe it was, um, what was your most recent breakup routine? Ooh. Yeah, that's pretty um, close. Something like what that. What is your post-breakup routine? Um, I shouldn't admit it, but it is uh, probably procrastination, which uh, just not getting back as soon as I should via text. I'm sorry. Um, so wh- how do you procrastinate? And you're just like, just finding okay, Cupid. things that I'd rather do than break up with somebody, whether it's working or wait. This is post breakup. This the is breakup process happened. of oh the process breaking up of breaking up. Yeah. This is pre. So okay. So if is your girlfriend or boyfriend in the audience tonight? No. Good. Uh, Julie, thank you very much. Alex, please close your eyes. Number 823. 823. This person already left. Nope, there they are. 823. That's the greatest number that I know. We're going to hold you to that. Uh, you can open your eyes. Good job, by the way. Uh, your name is? Kanika. Kanika. Say hello to Alex. Alex, say hello to Kanika. Hello. Alex, ask right. your question. You got it. 
<laughs> yeah, no procrastinating. Kanika, oh God, I'm so, so sorry. He's procrastinating. <laughs> if you could live in any movie universe, which would it be? So not necessarily the plot of that movie, but that, that universe, that world that the movie inhabits. Hmm. I'm not a big movie watcher, so that's an interesting question. Um, one where I spend the rest of my life traveling around the world, living in interesting places. I don't know, I can't think of a movie. That I say. believe is Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll Eat, Pray, it. Love it is. Alex, thank you very much. Sure. <laughs> Kanika, available on Netflix Got tonight. It. Please close your eyes. Number 274. 274. Right there. Kanika, you can open your eyes. Your name is? Jesse. Jesse, say hello to Kanika. Kanika, say hello to Jesse. Hi. Hello. And Kanika, ask your question. What was the last thing you thought about before you went to sleep last night? <laughs> um, well, I was up kind of late um, planning out this little vacation for my friend who's visiting me. So I was thinking about, like, um, getting like tickets and stuff like that for like so- fun stuff to do with them. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Eli. Yes. I what? have a question for you. What? What is your favorite number of all time? My favorite number of all time? Yeah. Um, As proclaimed 45 seconds ago. 274? <laughs> No. Come on. People, people out here remember it. I'm sorry, man. I it's 823, like, Eli. It's I'm just eight trying two, to stay three. in the moment at all okay. times. <laughs> all right. Um, Jesse, please close your eyes. Number 428. 428. 428. If there's a better number, I clearly have never thought of it before. 428. 428. I hope I all right, Jesse, you can open your eyes. Your name is? Victoria. Victoria, say hello to Jesse. Jesse, say hello to Victoria. Hey, Jesse. Hi, Victoria. And Jesse, ask your question. Um, if you could have been born in another country, which nationality would you choose to be? Hmm. I think Australia, because A, it seems like the adventure capital of the world, and B, I could pretend I was in Lord of the Rings all the time. <laughs> That was filmed in New Zealand. Oh, filmed yeah, in New I Zealand! Oh. <laughs> fine, fine. Fine? Like, like, okay, you'll concede that one? <laughs> um, okay, what, well, do you want to amend your answer? Or what? just that part of that answer? I'll say New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand is the answer. All right, Jesse, thank you very much. Number eight. Come on up. Number eight, this guy right here. Number eight is num- number eight is a number. It's right between seven and nine. It's right between seven and nine. That is the number that is eight. Victoria, you can open your eyes. Your name is, sir. Oh, Matt. Matt, say hello to Victoria. Hi, Victoria. Victoria, say hello to Matt. Hey, Matt. And Victoria, ask your question. Um, if this room were a island we were all deserted on, and you had to pick someone to eat based solely on how delicious you think they would be. 
Who would it be, and how would you prepare them? <laughs> can, I, can I zero in on that question a little bit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does it have to be someone in this room? Uh, well, it's not as fun if I don't know who the person is. You and know everyone in this room? No, I mean, like, someone I can't look at, but sure. I don't <laughs> so it needs to be somebody in this room, and I can just pick somebody out at random? Yeah, based yeah, on who I, looks I think we're delicious. Trying to, yeah, we're trying I'm, to get I'm, at your gonna, filter for... I'll, I'll pick one of the people behind the counter, because they probably taste like sugar. <laughs> That's a good point. Because there's, like, uh, baked goods and stuff. All right. Victoria, thank you very much. Victoria! Uh, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is Matt Solarsites, uh, TV critic for New York Mag, editor-in-chief of RogerEbert.com, and one of our special guests tonight. So, th- Matt, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, very good on Twitter. It's just your name, right? At Matt Solarsites. Matt yeah. Solarsites. All right, so, Matt, before you ask a stranger a question, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions that just sort of have come in randomly online or have been asked before. Okay. Uh, Good. You don't really have a choice. Um, (laughs) When did you realize you weren't going to be exactly the person you thought you were going to be? Uh, Probably about 10 years ago. No, 20 years ago when I got offered a job at a newspaper in New Jersey and I had gone to school to be a novelist and a filmmaker and when I got um, offered a job at a daily newspaper being a journalist for pay that was when I realized okay I guess I'm a journalist now I'm going to be a critic you know it seemed official had you rejected that idea up until or had you held on to the novelist idea up until that point or well yeah but in terms of uh you know, oh, well, I'll do it next year, or I'll do it the year after that, or something. I mean, anybody, and, you know, we're in a bookstore, so probably there's some people in here who've written novels or tried to. It's not the sort of thing you can do in dribs and drabs. Like, you have to have an uninterrupted chunk of time in which to do it, and it's really hard, unless you're somebody like a Hemingway, to sustain that concentration to write a novel while you're doing daily journalism. And uh, so I just have never done that since then. What was your first novel going to be about? Well, I actually wrote two novels when I was in college. Um, one of them was a, about a junior high school kid living with a single mother. And it was autobiographical. And the other one was, uh, and that one almost got published by Simon & Schuster. Uh, but it was rejected because it was considered... It was Schuster, wasn't it? It was. It was. It I was, knew it. That son of a... Uh-huh. Yeah. Schuster. Uh, but it was considered too adult for children and too childish for adults. It was like in some weird middle zone. Um, and the other one was a film noir that was this, like, I had read Billy Bathgate, and I decided I was going to write this epic noir like Billy Bathgate, and it was shamelessly trying to rip off the voice of that novel uh, quite badly, and it was, like, 560 pages long, and uh, it was horrible. Um, and I still have the manuscript somewhere, and I keep thinking, maybe I should just burn this. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you like swearing? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, is, what's your favorite swear word? Oh, motherfucker. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that one, that's the stubbed toe word. How do you feel about Burning Man? I feel very deeply. No, uh, I've never been. I have a good friend who has gone. 
and he's probably going to listen to this. No, no uh, one listens. Don't okay, worry. Okay, great. I have a very good friend named Ron who has been working on a documentary about Burning Man for, I believe, 20 years now. And uh, so a guy he's named amassed, Ron. Uh, I believe, 2.7 million hours of footage, probably. And uh, I've seen some of the... Lens cap was on the whole time, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm still not sure what the plot is, but he'll figure that out in the editing. That's, yeah, that's there Burning Man right there. We're not yeah. really sure what the plot is. <laughs> um, in what way are you patriotic? Uh, I'm patriotic in that I am incredibly short-tempered and rude with anybody who thinks they're more patriotic than I am. You know? <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I just really, I, I really like take deep, deep offense at people waving the pa- "I'm more patriotic than you" card or what, "What's the matter with you? Don't you love America?" And I'm from Texas originally, so I got a lot of that at one time. Um, someone shows up at your door and opens up a briefcase with one million dollars in it. They tell you that if you take the briefcase, someone in the world will die instantly, but you never know who that person is. Do you take the briefcase? No. No? No, because then I couldn't enjoy the million dollars. I just sit But you, you don't know who it is. It might be uh, an awful person. Yeah, but I, if I didn't know, if I knew that it was like a horrible, like mass murdering dictator or maybe the person who rejected my first novel, then yeah, um, possibly. But uh, otherwise, no. Okay. All right. Let me, yeah. let me change this question to make it slightly more of a conundrum. Okay. All, right, All right. So same briefcase, a million dollars. If you take the million dollars, someone in the world will lose a million dollars. It could be Donald Trump, and it could be someone who only has $10, and they'll go, I can't do that Oh, now. then I would totally take it. If I get to pick the person? <laughs> no, 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 no. A oh. random person would just go, would, a million dollars would sort of leave them. Wait, yeah, so I would think, yeah, I think I probably would. Wait, so if the person only has $10, then they'd then have negative... Right. Uh, they would oh, go I thought they, they would go into debt a million amount of money. Like, uh, this did well, not seem like a hard question when I copied and pasted it off the internet. You didn't think it through enough. I know. Typical. Well, you mentioned Donald Trump, and I was thinking, oh, it's just some guy He'd be the answer for both of, your, both of those scenarios, actually, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, are you ready to ask a stranger a question? I am. All right. Please close yeah. your eyes. Number 623. Six. Two. Is she out there? Is she out there for me? Cindy. Six twenty-three. Cindy left. She left the She's show. Gone. All right. Sorry, Cindy. I wonder does she know I still dream Wait, about her? Wait, are you Cindy? No, we mixed up our numbers, so Get up there. <laughs> this guy. This guy has a beard. Cindy meet Matt, Matt meet Cindy. My, my friends call me Tim. <laughs> Hi, Tim. Matt, Matt please ask your question. What comic strip do you most think expresses your personality? <laughs> um, I haven't read a comic strip in a very long time, but uh, I feel like Dagwood would be uh, a comic strip. Just because that, that, that's the one that I remember. That's an, it's, you're talking about Blondie. What? Is that what I'm talking Dad about? Dagwood is the name of the, the hen-pecked husband what? in Blondie. Eli seems very There's worked no up. There's no comic strip well, called Dagwood. Is that right? 
There's no comic strip and, called and, Dagwood. And putting my foot down. It's caught Blondie and Dagwood is a character. Okay, well, maybe I should reverse that because my girlfriend's Jesus, here, too. Jesus, Cindy, so come I on. I feel like I hadn't packed... Uh... I'm sorry, I just can't stand right. for certain things. So Blondie it is. Blondie. All right. What would be yours, Matt? Uh, the Far Side. The Far Side, yeah. The Far Side. Just because it's just so completely random. There's dinosaurs smoking and stuff like that. Yeah. Matt, thank you very much. Matt Solar Sites, follow him on Twitter, read his stuff at New York Mag. Thank you very much. Anyone want to just yell out some other? Calvin and Hobbes, I think, is the right answer. And right? Calvin For and any Hobbes. Male Blue Calvin between and the Hobbes age of, like, yeah. Okay. And Dinsbury? All right. Okay. Um, Tim. Tim, right? Yes. I don't know what to believe with you it's anymore. But Tim? Okay. Tim, yeah. please close your eyes. Number 301. 301. It's that person. 301, 301. The greatest number that we ever have had of all time. It's true. Tim, you can open your eyes. Uh, your name is? Larry. Larry, say hello to Tim. Tim, say hello to Larry. Hello, uh, Tim. Hi, Larry. <laughs> Uh, Tim, ask your question. Uh, Larry, if you could have a million of anything other than dollars, what would it be? Uh. <laughs> wow. Um, at the moment, it'd be six points. <laughs> um, a million chances to get it right. Ah, there you go. Holy shit, Larry. <laughs> Larry, you're the greatest man I've ever known. I think that's the best answer we've ever heard. That was going great. All right, Tim, thank you very much. I want a million chances to get it right with you, my love. Right with you, my love. I want a million chances with you. And Eli just wrote a train song right then and there. <laughs> Based on your answer, that was amazing. It's always, it's always got to be a train song. <laughs> All right, Larry, please close your eyes. Uh, okay, number 226. Two, Thanks for listening. And to producer Mitra Kaboli for helping to edit the Ask Roulette podcast. Remember, we're on Twitter at Ask Roulette, Facebook.com slash Ask Roulette, and askroulette.net for all the latest information about upcoming shows and more. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find a link at our website. See you soon.